0: Everybody and welcome to the all portable discussion zone. It's a bi weekly live stream all about amateur radio portable ops. My name is Charlie, call sign is November Juliet 7 Victor. And tonight it's just me and our guest, uh, Dan KC7MSU and Brian W7JET. Both have conflicts, and so I'm going solo, although it won't be solo. I have let me introduce you to tonight's guest. I'm pleased to introduce you to Dennis 86DM. Hello. And How's
1: that's
0: going glad you're here at Dennis. Thank you so much for joining. Also a warm welcome to those of you watching in the chat room. This is kind of a little unorthodox or a little unusual for our stream, having just me and Dennis. So I encourage you to pop some, some questions and, and uh, comments in chat. And we'll probably try to address those a little bit more than we normally do. Um, in, in other uh, episodes. Finally, uh, I encourage you guys to support uh, Dennis's channel as we go on and uh, and uh, talk a little bit about that and his podcast, which you'll talk a little bit about. So let's get caught up here. Uh, it's just me today getting caught up. So um, what I've been up to, well, I've been sick actually the last, uh, I guess this last week I was okay. I had a week of finally recovering, but before that, the two weeks before that, between now and Thanksgiving, I was sick and, and uh, didn't really do a whole lot. And so you can probably notice from my channel and my my social media, I was pretty quiet, and uh, now I'm kind of getting back into the groove a little bit. But uh, just, uh, what was a Friday, I went up and did a couple of Summits on the Air activations, cleared, get the, you know, the air going through the chest a little bit and getting back out after being sick, and so it's, it, it was feeling pretty good. So but that's kind of what I've been up to, catching up on the, some, uh, some uh, holiday stuff. We have uh, stuff coming up, uh, like Wednesday, we're going to see... Um, uh, what is it? The Christmas Carol at Hale Center Theater here in Chandler. So it'll be uh, Christmas is just right around the corner. And so let me just say right now, I wish everybody has a happy uh, Merry Christmas as we uh, move into the the holiday season and a good new year. And so with that, let's go ahead and get over to Dennis. Dennis, what have you been up to the last little bit?
1: Oh, well, first of all, I want to say thanks again for having me on the show. Um, Oh, I got to remember to record this. Hold on one second. (laughs) No problem. I'm going to cross post this over to Hamdom Thoughts, the podcast. So I completely forgot about that. That makes Yeah, no problem. um, I didn't even ask you if I could do that. But yeah, put you on the spot live. (laughs) (laughs) You can do that. You can do that. Um, But um, what have I been up to lately? Well, in terms of um, just uh, the ham radio world, it's still been just battery production for me. A lot of hams have been asking me for... Uh, Denko batteries or Denko battery kits. And so I've just been trying to keep up with the demand and not that I am complaining. I mean, it's a good problem to have, but it does take up pretty much my free time. And um, other than that, um, I don't know if I should, well, I I guess I could talk about it, but um, I was uh, recently interviewed by the ARDC uh, to help out with their Uh, 44 net infrastructure. And if you don't know what 44 net is, we could probably talk about it a little bit. It's kind of like the, the IP reservation for, um, hams that is largely unused. And the AR ARDC actually owned the whole like, um, slash eight or something. of yeah, Yeah, they have that IP allocation, which, um, netted the millions of dollars by selling like half of those allocations. Uh, they don't really disclose how much it is exactly, but I am I think people have found out and are sharing it privately or, you know, in forums. But anyway, they use that for grants. But the other part of it is there's still millions of 44 net IP addresses available. It's just that it's incredibly difficult to get on the 44 net and use it, right? So I tried. I tried flashing uh, one of those Mikrotik routers and tried getting on the 44 net and then bridging it to an Arden node in my internal mesh going on and I just found a lot of problems with that so the funny thing is I was at Huntsville and I ran into John Kemper who's like the director of IT for ARDC and we got to talking about how he contributed to win link or win the win network in California which I think may, span all the way to Arizona. I'm not sure. But um, then we started talking about how I had such a hard time with the 44 net and he's like really into that. And um, so recently I got interviewed and uh, they asked me to be part of their technical advisory committee since that's that's kind of like my wheelhouse. You know, it's, I, I work a lot with, with networks and systems and configuration of internet applications so that's kind of like my related to my day job so yeah that's uh interesting development for 2024 yeah congratulations on that yeah
0: They, they are a great organization they do the thing i know about i mean i know i've kind of am familiar a little bit with with what you're talking about the that side of the house but I'm more familiar with the grants, the, the grant applications that they receive yeah. and, and the money that they uh, grant to anybody who has anything that furthers the development of ham radio, which is so they're, they're great in that respect, too. So,
1: Yeah, so, uh, that's what everyone really knows the ARDC about is because they, they fund a lot of great um, ham radio efforts and yeah. there's a grant application process and all that. But um, really, the whole... Kind of reason that they're an organization is because of this ownership of this um, this set of IPs. Uh, right. Lee in the chat asks, "I th- I thought they sold low, much lower number than half of the forty four net." And I don't actually know for sure how many, um, but yeah, that might be true. They might have sold just a little portion. But um, in any case. Like even recently, I got a notice from AWS, uh, Amazon Web Services, that they would be charging me for my public IP that I have. I have one of them. And I was just like, wow, I mean, they're getting that scarce that, you know, platforms that used to give them for free, like AWS are now restricting them, which is, or not restricting them, but charging people for them. It's kind of like, now you got to pay for this resource. So, um, that's just that's kind of like a, the gold rush. You know, you just kind of stake your claim in the early days, and all of a sudden, you're you're sitting on this resource that everyone wants now. Now that it's running out. Yep.
0: Cool. Well, that sounds like you've been busy. Uh, I haven't really talked to you personally for quite a while, so it's it'll be nice to get caught up. Um, I do know that there are people watching who actually don't know much about you, Dennis. Uh, okay. We we have listeners who who uh, are being introduced to you for the first time. So we got to talk a little bit about your background and kind of who you are a little bit. And uh, then we'll dive into some of the uh, other topics that we have chosen for today. Uh, welcome to sure. to Adam, who's in chat. Uh, the real Adam. The real Adam. Not Yeah, the, it's a long-term, long-running joke that everybody refers to Dennis as Adam. They yeah. call him Adam. Probably because of his call sign, eighty six DM. Yes. Maybe I don't know, but
1: anyway, I even acknowledge that in my QRZ page now. I, <laughs> I say hi, I'm Dennis, but people call me Adam because yeah. of my call sign. It looks like Adam, um, yeah. and I said I'm fake Adam, but then there are other real Adams, and one of them is in the chat now, K six ARK. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, well, well.
0: So <laughs> Dennis, tell us a little bit. So you're you live in California? Have you been? Have you lived in California your whole life?
1: yeah uh pretty much i mean the majority of my life i've lived in california uh i I grew up a navy brat of course i'm a gen x so um just uh having lived all over the world we kind of settled in northern california so uh, i'm originally from the bay area and um moved to the central valley when i got married and pretty much how'd uh, you meet your wife uh well we were actually old um high school classmates, and then we kind of reconnected at the 20th high school reunion, so.
0: Are you serious? Um, wow, you just we like-
1: weren't, We didn't really hang out in high school, but- um,
0: But you like were yeah. sitting there eating a crumb cake and you look across and, and there's your your soon to be, to be wife yeah, over there, huh? And you're like, oh wow, she's but, looking good um, these days.
1: Yeah, just think how things played out. It just, uh, <laughs> yeah. we reunited after a high school reunion and was, you know, from there, but anyway. Oh. Um, so military brat. Um, so you can imagine what kind of life that was just every two years, just uprooting and going to a new place. But, uh, we settled upon, uh, the Bay area and, uh, I went to high school and then later, um, you know, post-college just spent most of my time in the Bay area and then, um, kind of got into ham radio in that environment. So, um, the Bay area is kind of a, it's, it has a lot of repeaters. And, and so I spent a lot of time as a tech, just hopping on different repeaters in the Bay area. I didn't really think much beyond it. I didn't feel the need to get on HF really, because right. I felt like I was in the middle of all these comms that I didn't really feel like I needed much more of. And um, yeah, my big thing, even back then, back in like the the late '90s and early 2000s was I wanted to get on packet, but I didn't know how, and I was there were no like there the internet was just a burgeoning thing, so I didn't really know how to search for packet stations and databases of packet frequencies, and so bought myself a Cantronic's um, KPC Plus, I think it was, and basically just had. I just picked some random simplex frequency and I just wanted to hopefully be able to listen and find a packet station. You, you think about these things is like, how did we, how did we connect before the internet? Right. How did we even right. look things up back then? But I was cool. unsuccessful. I couldn't find anything to do with packet out there. I would be constantly, yeah, I had scanner, my scanners, and I was just trying to listen for, you know digital sounding signals and maybe I would land on a on something that I could read but really it was nothing and then ended up returning my cantronics TNC and uh, just kind of stuck to voice because that at least there's repeater book you could buy the little physical repeater book and look those up um, yeah so, so so
0: you were interested in packet pr- probably because of your career a little bit I mean yes
1: so I mean you know, I had been you know, from the start, pretty much the start of the internet becoming commercialized. That's when I jumped in full bore. I loved being on computers. Um, I wasn't one of those early BBS guys. I mean, I had exposure to BBSs and like CompuServe, uh, channels and chats, but I wasn't really that early, but I was in the initial, like, you know, the, the days of ICQ and AOL and, uh, Prodigy and CompuServe. That's kind of when I made my entry. And during that time, um, you know, I was like, people really pay me to make a web page. You know, it's like people really uh, pay me to set up their their computer. I love doing that anyway, you know. And so (laughs) that's how I got started in the career is that, you know, I just loved hacking on computers anyway. And I couldn't believe people would actually pay me to do it. So um, that's where I focused.
0: So you've been the in in, in the career field in the computer fields since the '80s, then, huh?
1: Well, it would have been like the '90s, early early '90s. Yeah, maybe like mid '90s to 95-ish. early 2000s. Dot com era kind okay. of thing. Okay.
0: So. Okay. Cool. And um, so what? field in computers did you latch onto that you thought you could uh, really make some good money? I mean, like, what are you doing right now? I guess you're, you're networking, I guess, right? Well, I,
1: uh, now I'm just a software engineering manager, so I basically don't do anything. I'm <laughs> just... <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> no, really. I mean, I used to be, uh, you know, I used to code and it was mostly web applications, internet applications, but I did a lot of stuff regarding like, um, setting up people's firewalls and, and routing and, and all that kind of stuff. So systems set up as well, but, um, yeah. at a certain point they realized, okay, Dennis can actually write good documentation, which is unusual for an engineer stereotypically. And, um, so they started putting me more in front of the customers or in front of the clients. And, and from there, they, I started becoming more of like management and then, they asked me to stop coding and doing more, you know, forward, or, you know, public facing things. And then now here I am. So yeah. essentially, if you like go to my Twitter, you'll see um, one of the things I put in there is a nerd boss. And I'm pretty much just the boss of nerds. I don't, I don't I'm not I'm no longer really a nerd myself. And <laughs> which brings that. us to ham radio. It's kind of yeah. like my outlet because I do have that nerd urge and I don't want to. Let go of that. It took me a very long time to let go of coding. I didn't want to let go of my technical side in my job, but I I eventually had to face that and say yes, okay, I have to trust someone else to do the code, and I just have to try to steer the ship. And um, and so I I needed something to apply my my nerd tendencies to, and it, it you know I landed on hardware via ham radio so yeah
0: so yeah you're specific about hardware in fact which is cool so we were talking earlier before we we began the show that there are several tracks or focuses that you have right now that you're in your life that take up your time and they're not all ham radio and so let's let's talk a little bit about that
1: yeah um i was i was kind of conflicted uh just the, this past month, I've just been thinking a lot about why, because I tried after Pacificon to just really get back into YouTube. You know, it's kind of like a, you have to admit it. The YouTubers bunch is kind of a peer pressure club in a sense, Yeah, because everyone who watches it, you know, you hear from Josh, you hear from Jason, HR 2.0, they're like, just put something out there. Right. And so you feel compelled to like, oh, I need to be a YouTuber too. I need to share my perspective, you know? And <clears throat> so I was thinking about that. I was thinking I was going to let my... You put some effort into my YouTube channel and, and kind of get it to take off a little bit. Um, but I just couldn't. Like, I just... I don't know if it was inertia or if it was just... I, I just didn't have the the... I couldn't visualize what I wanted to do. But in the end, I kind of broke it down and I said what are the things that I'm trying to do? You know, like what are all the things I'm trying to do? And I tried to make a list and one of those was YouTube. Another one is kind of like technical writing, writing articles or things like that. Uh, I shared earlier, you know, trying to be, uh, a, a volunteer for the ARDC. That was one of the things that, you know, one of the endeavors I committed myself to, I'm into music. I like making music right? So electronic music production, um, physical, uh, stuff. I, I, I don't really go to a gym, but I do go to martial arts training many times a week. That is a commitment in itself. You know, I could just, just do that and nothing else. And that would take all my time. Then of course, there's all the different areas in ham radio that I wish I could do. Um, all kinds of things, all kinds of new gear that I wish I could try out all kinds of, um, I, I just saw, uh, some videos just talking about upgrading your, um, your 705 with, a, with a new board, you know? And I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that. I, I don't know when I could do that. Yeah. Uh, and then of course on the production side, I got all these batteries I got to make because people want them and, um, that running a business in itself that requires coordination with vendors, negotiations, Sourcing, inventory control, all this stuff that you know I didn't really think about when I started. And then there's all the other kind of like side things though. I wish I could work on type things. Like um, I would love to get some kind of like um pop-up camper, right? I wish I could get into that life, go to quartz fest, and all that kind of stuff. Um and then uh another thing that I was uh, thinking about is just my whole, you know, I've always been a cypherpunk since the early days of the internet. And if you don't know what that is, that's more like privacy and security nerd and how to incorporate that into some of the stuff that I'm producing. Right. I I, I really truly believe that, um, you know, we need to maintain our privacy and uh, a lot of people just kind of say, Oh, well it's, that's not the world now, but, I think the people who are saying that will really come to regret saying that when, you know, their full life is kind of on display and scrutinized by some future judge. Right. (laughs) I I think that we need to be making steps now to ensure that our privacy is protected in the future. And um, I find that very important personally. And I think that um, that in itself is kind of like a, an endeavor that I wish I could devote more time to. So I could go on, but you know, there's, there's just a lot of different paths and I feel like, all right, making a YouTube video about building a battery or going up, you know, and, and making contacts, it it just kind of doesn't feel like something that I would get a lot of, uh, satisfaction out of. Right. Because One, it's already being done. And two, it's just, there's so many other things in my life that I wish that I could be working on. And so that's kind of the problem. I have the podcast and a lot of people complain to me that when's the next episode? And really, uh, this is the problem. This is why. Yeah,
0: totally makes sense to me, uh, Dennis. And I kind of, I I, not kind of, I do understand what you're talking about. Uh, I want to put it out into chat too. Uh, those of you who are listening in chat. We want to hear what you have to say about this dilemma. Do you also have a bunch of different irons in the fire and, and finding it that it's hard to focus on one and, and that like, because you're trying to spread yourself too thin, you can't really do anything great. And if so, uh, or even if not, what may you might you suggest to people who are struggling like that? What I also have kind of some of the same struggles. I have a lot of other interests outside of ham radio, so let's hear what you guys have to think uh, have to say about that. And while you guys are putting your your comments there in chat, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about your company, Dennis, because some people who are, who are listening don't know that you are really a great battery person. Um, we we had a discussion about the fact that. Talking about batteries can be kind of boring, and I tend to agree in a little bit. I mean, some people, those people who don't know a lot about battery technology, obviously they, they'll find it interesting, but but like you said, it's been done so many times and stuff like that that, you know, it's it, it becomes kind of, you know, boring, I guess. But well, uh, it's
1: probably boring to me because it's all I talk about.
0: Right, right. So, but I want to at least touch a little bit on your company, kind of how it came to be and what you're doing right now with it, because I think if I understand correctly, it started as just a joke. If I'm yes. not mistaken, it did. It right. was entirely a joke.
1: In yeah, fact, so even when I went on uh, HRCC and we built a battery together with Josh, um he what, he introduced me as the Danko CEO. And I'm like, you didn't tell everyone that was a joke. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's like, so, oh, well, but
0: take it, was of, it was kind of, it was
1: prophetic because later I did really become the CEO of denko <laughs> right. Take But back. yes, the company. Uh, so, um, and I can credit, he's on, he's in the chat right now, uh, K8 MRD ham radio tube. Um, so I started making, the, making these batteries maybe in 2018, 2019. I can't remember exactly when, but I would share pictures of them in our little group, which we call JerryNet. And, um, and you know, even K8 MRD, he made one too. He made like this nice headway build which was pretty powerful. And, um, you know, I think it was like eight or 10 or 15 amp hours, I can't remember. But, um, so we were like, for us, this was all new. It was like, wow, this is cool. You can make your own battery and you can make it to the specs you wanna make it to. Um, And so I I started doing it over and over. Like I would go to Battery Hookup or AliExpress and just buy cells and just try out a new way of putting things together. And a lot of these experiments, I would realize, okay, I don't really have a purpose for this, so I'm just going to give them away. So I just, I would send one to, um, you know, various Jerry and members. I think Charlie, I gave you one as well, yes. just a tiny one. Yep. Um, but then at a certain point, I think, uh, Kate at MRD said, okay, where, when's your latest Denco battery? And everyone started calling them Denko batteries. And so I made a fake website of a fake company called Denko. And then I started posting pictures of all the different iterations of that battery.
0: So Denko you know, is a derivation of Dennis' Dennis's company. Co.
1: Yeah, Dennis's company. Yeah. And then, um, whenever people would ask me, can I buy one of these off of you? I just didn't want to deal with the whole sales channels thing and, um, you know, these again were experiments. I didn't feel like confident that they were finished products. I just felt like I, I put together a kit in a haphazard way. And now someone wanted to buy that. It's like, no, I, I, what if it blows up? What if it fails, you know? And like, (laughs) well not blows up. I know it wouldn't do that, but I mean, you know, it's like, I, and in fact, the one that I had sent to Kate MRD quite a while back, uh, has failed. And so I sent him some parts just recently to like resurrect the thing. But, um, so during that iterative time, um, you know, I, I, every, every time I talk more about it, people would ask me, can I buy one? Or do you have a kit? Can you, can you share how, you know, can you make a video on how to do this so I could try it? And can you send me the parts list? And finally, in the beginning of 2023, I was like, well, why don't I just why don't I actually get everything together and just sell these? Right. And um, initially my thought was I can get the specs and have some manufacturer actually make them for me. And I would just resell them. Right. But that proved to be a lot harder than I thought, mostly because of quality control and working with overseas vendors. It just, it was just really a nightmare. So I'm like, well, I, in order for it to be good, I need to build it myself. So now I've locked myself into this, like really high maintenance, high, uh, lots of labor, um, slow process of testing everything that I build and then listing it on the website. And that's how, you know, how I sell them. That's why yeah. people now are mad at me because net the, you know, stuff is never in stock on my website <laughs> yeah yes and I'm just like well that's just the nature of the beast if you if you want a crappy battery then I can just say that there's 50 available and not test them and just send them out but no we don't want that everything that I build I, I want some degree of assurance that it's you know it's built yeah. well and that it will work well under the conditions that I put on the website so
0: so that's where we're working.
1: working what's that is your camera working? Can you show us the battery? Uh, I don't the... think I, no, I'm sorry. Well, okay. Uh, the very <laughs> I have least... an overhead cam, but it's not working, but I can show Hold you it up and show... Yeah, some that. of the stuff. Yeah. So this is like, um, this is, so I have a new thing and it's a kit. And, yeah. and that, this is what I'm focusing on now, mostly because of laziness. I don't want to build whole batteries. So I just kind of make everyone build them themselves. So this is one part of the kit. It's uh, So what's in there? It's a, a battery management system. But you, if you look closely, it says Denko on it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So I've worked with one uh, manufacturer who uh, puts together uh, DALI BMSs. This is a 20 amp BMS. And I said, well, can you make those for me and put my, my logo on it? And they're like, yeah. So I have a Denko BMS now a dally bms but pretty reliable bms where can people um,
0: find this a kit
1: uh if they go to shop.denco.enterprises is the url and um i don't have a capability to put a link in the chat but
0: yeah let me maybe let me you can that. do
1: that let me just pull this
0: over and see if i can pull it up by so tell it to me again
1: Shop, I'll, I'll put it in our private chat here shop.denco Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's the fun part of that is that you get to build this yourself. I, I do the part that people don't really want to invest in doing, which is spot welding these, uh, these nickel strips on the pack. No one wants to really buy a spot welder if they're just going to build one or two batteries, right? you know? Those so are pretty, I do that great. for you. I make, I test the battery cells themselves. So every cell that goes through me is is has gone through at least a one cycle test. So I I can determine the capacity. Good. But, um I've even started working with a cell manufacturer. I don't know if you'll focus on this, but the, I don't think you can see that. But the, it says Denko.
0: The blue uh, cell there,
1: right up there, says Denko. Let me see. Even my own eyes are horrible, but, um, so the, even the cells themselves are branded Denko and, um, you get everything you need from uh, pair of power pole contacts, all the wires, the BMS pack, uh, the shrink wrap, the branding, everything. And then you, and there's a fairly comprehensive, um, instruction sheet that you can, Yet, and uh, from there you are able to put together your own Denko battery, and that's on the same website. Yes, that's in the chat. Cool, cool. All right, one. Well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, from there, um, I also build these uh, for people who, are, who like. If it was me approaching this, and I heard, oh yeah, someone's making these these um, kind of out of their own garage batteries that um, seem like they have the specs I need. I wouldn't want to build it myself. (laughs) I would want that person to build it. So I do also sell the the completed batteries, but I think the popular thing right now is definitely the, the kits because I don't think you can find a kit anywhere else. I don't think so either. That's, that's awesome. If you wanted to build a battery right now, you just pretty much have to research how to build a battery and then you have to source everything. So that's the, the need I'm trying to fulfill right here is I'm trying to get, all that out of the way so that you can just get to building your, your battery. That's perfect.
0: Cool. All right. Let's go back to the question that we posed earlier. Uh, I can't even remember exactly what it was, something along the lines of, if you got, do you have too many irons in the fire? And if so, or if not, uh, what's a suggestion to overcome that? Let's start with the first one here. From Chuck T he says, do you do what you enjoy doing? Time isn't infinite. Yeah. Yep. So I would agree there. That's uh, absolutely true. And so it's a matter of what if you enjoy doing 50 different things. I guess whatever you do most whatever you enjoy most, I guess, right? Is that how you choose or, yeah. or or is it? I mean because sometimes the things you enjoy most aren't necessarily the things that that uh, are for the greater good or that have the biggest impact in the world. <laughs> so I mean it it depends on I guess your maybe a little bit on your moral code and the things that you feel like are Uh, you want to use this criteria for you to decide what you're going to do. I don't know.
1: Yep. I, I, I feel like a a few people have found their niche and it fits perfectly with like the YouTube model, right? Yeah. Like a lot of people just love going out and making contacts or they, they really love the adventure of grid hunting with satellites or they really love, like in your case, CW and soda, and you just love being outdoors. Um, and so that fits very well with like a vlog style or, um, you know, cinematic style or even live stream style, um, YouTube presence. Um, for me, it just hasn't clicked that way. So, yeah, Yeah. um, that's why my YouTube channel, despite having crossed a thousand subscribers recently is still at, you know, Still needing like three thousand watch hours because it's really the the channel itself is dead. It hasn't really had that yeah. much activity, yeah. and um, and I don't see it changing. That's As good. of right now, I don't see that changing.
0: Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. A ham radio tube. I'm not sure
1: who That's that is. Uh, Mike k 8
0: That Oh, he changes. That's right. He changes. Yeah, k 8 Yeah, cool. He says I just talked to Kevin from BioNano for an hour on the phone. The other day and it seemed like five minutes <laughs> i guess he's pointing out that while it might be boring for some it's not for others i, I guess
1: yep yeah, i actually talked with kevin at pacific he didn't know who i was though but he had no idea i was doing corporate espionage i was just <laughs> trying to find out no I, I i was interested in buying one of his six amp hour batteries yeah uh, yeah cool. just because that's what i sell and i wanted to see you know side by side and right. um but he did, that's the one that he didn't have. So, oh. uh,
0: Mark, uh, yeah. W four MPS says I'm 77 and I'm still working on my list of things I wanted to do when I was 35.
1: <laughs>
0: well, I guess, yeah. uh,
1: you know, well, Mark, just imagine if on top of all that list of stuff that you want to do and you haven't gotten to yet, you got a bunch of friends who are always on YouTube saying you should post your stuff to YouTube. You know, it's kind of like this pressure that you feel and
0: yeah i think mark is, has done a little of that i i yeah. know him well he's been on some activation oh, okay and so he's he's attempting that here and there so he knows i think uh he says also says don't sweat it one day at a time hams never seem to get bored <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and then here's kyle um let's see if i can find a- his a zero Z kyle yeah I have a lot of hobbies and I don't have time to do all of them. I, I do what I can. Some of them take a lot of time. Some I get bored quickly. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So I Kyle is
1: uh, another one that whenever I watch his videos about Node Red, I'm like, I need to get into that. But then I never have the time to do it.
0: Also, though, a good point is that I'm sure just like you with batteries, he's the same way with Node-RED, right? He's like, yeah, yeah. he probably is like talked about it so much that maybe he wants to move on to other things. I don't know if yeah, you're about yeah. way, but, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's exactly it is that I think every live stream I've been on, I've talked about it. So yeah, to me, I feel like if you don't know about what I have to talk about by now, you're, you live under a rock. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but, you know,
0: <laughs> there may be quite a few viewers here that do. But, uh, OK, Scott, uh, 75, Scout, 75. I mean, I have had too many irons in the fire, ended up just abandoning the ones that I didn't find time for. Now I focus on what I enjoy the most. I tend to stick to, to them more. So that's another vote for just do what you enjoy. That's good. Yeah uh auto 40 uh, 45 auto says i have a hard time remembering what i learned about a subject earlier today it's like starting a new hobby every day well that's good i think <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and then we have a question from lee why did dennis open denco to the public after i bought my portable radios <laughs> sorry. batteries
1: sorry about that lee
0: <laughs> all right <laughs> and at least funny isn't he uh, let's see. And then uh, James Hannibal says, hey, Charlie, throw the Denko website on the chat. Oh, yeah. He's talking about the chat. That's in there. I think that's it for those comments. Cool. So that's pretty good. Definitely too many irons in the fire is one more from uh, from uh, Patrick. I definitely have too many irons in the fire and more in interest than I will ever have the time and money to pursue. Yep. That's yeah. it so and i feel the same way you know i i really try I, I have a goal in mind for my youtube channel and for my social media i never reach it i mean i and i've had to scale back from when i when my original thought was i was going to have put out a, at least a video a month and then also do a, a live stream every, a, a once a week not a month i was going to put out a a uh what is it a video once a week and then also have an interview once a week And as you know, I've scaled that back quite a bit and still I'm kind of, I'm at that edge right now where that's about all I can do. And Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I have time for that and it's because I make time. Uh, But some of the other things that I'd like to do, for example, I really love building kits and Mm -hmm. I haven't been, uh, I have a kit sitting over here on my, on my uh, bench that I haven't touched in probably two months. And it's probably two thirds of the way done, maybe even three fourths of the way done, but it's just where I stopped and haven't got back to it yet. (laughs) So
1: yeah, yeah, it's
0: a frustrating, but yeah, there's no time, right?
1: I mean, I, I think that, um, I, I think about some of the people I used to watch like, uh, tech gear junkie Yes. one of the yes. people I think about. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a lot of great videos when he would go out and do soda or just different activations. And, um, you know, the guy, he, he is a classic example of someone who he's nerding out. He did, he took a break and, and made a music album and it's really good um yeah and it's then, greg isn't it his name greg yeah greg and um I, I forget i think his uh band name is gm beatnik yeah but um he 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 produced this album and then he started getting into astronomy and now he does uh, if you um, find tech gear junkie on twitter you can see a lot of his um his uh amateur astrophotography um it's 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 like mind bogglingly good photos of space. Like I can't believe he can't, he gets that stuff from on the ground with an amateur telescope. But, um, yeah, he's, he's an example of someone I, I look at that has lots of interests and doesn't quite mesh with, you know, the ham radio or YouTube world. Yeah. And, um, but impressive nonetheless, like, wow, the things that he's doing are just they they blow my mind. Yeah. Uh, another person that comes to mind is uh the tech prepper. Yes. Like he's very clearly ham adjacent. He doesn't he doesn't profess to be like a contacts, you know, chaser or a contester or uh anything like that. I mean, he uses ham radio as a means to what he wants to accomplish with his lifestyle. And um right now he's doing a whole separate series about you know, just DMR. And he's using a business license for radio for that. And it's like, it's, it's really interesting stuff, but it has nothing to do with like all the stuff we talk about. Right. right? So Other let's... than the fact that he's using an any tone, that's probably the only overlap is that he's using a brand we're familiar with, but it's, it's like a whole different area of radio that he's talking yeah. about right now.
0: And that's kind of what we're, what the topic is a little bit today. We wanted to talk about ham adjacent ham radio adjacent and that's a perfect example of ham radio adjacent as the tech prepper whom i know well and i've i've uh, interacted with him quite a bit as well and, and he's mm-hmm. actually really smart and also has a lot of interests and hobbies and directions that he goes and and uh so but i'm curious what your if we put it into words i mean i if people i think people already are kind of getting what we're talking about but if we if you were to put it into words what would you say ham radio adjacent
1: is to you um, I think it's, uh, it's kind of like what you described. Um, it's just, uh, there are so many things that ham radio could be a part of. And it's just, uh, I think that anyone who's ham adjacent is really looking at ham radio as an integration point to something else that they're doing in their life. Um, and again, so I, I mentioned that I became a manager, so I felt the need to still nerd out on something. And so I, um, that's what really, that coincided with me becoming like a general and an extra as a ham radio operator is that I felt like this, this is the outlet. This is the kind of like the technical outlet, um, <clears throat> that I wish that I had, um, yeah. that I had to give up basically when I stopped being a coder. And, uh, I think, um, you know, as that. It, it kind of supplements, and then you'll you'll work with Arduino, or you'll work with like uh, you know Kyle with Node Red, or you'll you'll work with something that's some cool um, aspect of of digital radio. Um, how to how to make a, a reflector, for example, is one of the things that I got into, um, and all of those things um, they end up supporting something you want to do in your life that ham ham radio fits really well into. So that's, that's kind of how I would look at Ham adjacent is that it's, it's the integration point of ham radio to something else that you want to do in your life. Yeah,
0: I agree. Ham radio hobby says I've seen a bunch of rocketry channels that uh, name need ham licenses to run their telemetry equipment on their hobby rockets. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is what we're talking about. And And the funny thing
1: is, you know, whenever I talk about things like weather balloons, I get a lot of friends who are, they have no interest in ham radio at all. But once you talk about weather balloons and then the like APRS tracking of, of these micro balloons, that get launched and they're really, really into that. And then they actually consider becoming a ham just from that. And I'm like, well, what is it about that? It's, it's just basically telemetry, APRS. Why? Why is that the hook, you know, but I, again, I, you know, everyone's different and I don't have, I, you know, I don't really have insight into what, what everyone's interested in and what gets them into, into ham radio. But, um, I just found it really odd that, yeah, that's, that's like a common thing, young and old. I've had a lot of people be very interested in balloon launches and how do you track this thing? And yeah. then when you start talking about, Oh yeah, you can put these little tiny transmitters, and it'll tell you where it is on a map. They're like, "Whoa, I gotta get a ham license."
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I have an example too, but I wanted to throw it back to the chat if I could for a sec. I wanted to ask the chat again: Have you? Do you have anything that you've done in the last, I don't know, a few years or anyway, uh, that is ham adjacent? Uh, I, I expect there's going to be a lot of great things. We have, we have uh, Kyle in. So Kyle, you can't say n- Node Red because because and that's already been mentioned. I used um, a little switching. Uh, I used, actually used an Arduino and a little switch that I got off of Amazon. I made a video of this, and I used it to create a, with a, a bowfang or a Baofeng, create a fox hunting transmitter. So it turns on and off ever, and transmits uh, Morse code every two minutes, I think, and then it turns off. And so uh, it was a ham radio. A switch and an Arduino and a power source, and and it uh, that was definitely ham radio adjacent because it's it's a transmitter, although you know maybe not as great as example as some of the things like the astrology and the uh, the balloons and stuff like that. But but in chat, if you guys don't mind, if there's something that you've done, throw throw it in there and, and uh, let us hear what you've done that's interesting because it is quite diverse uh, the the things that you can do with ham radio that are ham radio adjacent. So. All right, uh, we're at the fifteen-minute mark, Dennis. We're already almost there, so we'll we'll circle back around and get some of those comments and questions. But uh, is there anything else that you want to mention? I mean, how's how's the? Uh, you, you did kind of mention your podcast, and this will be out on your podcast. But uh, so, yeah. what's your philosophy there? Uh, we've talked about you being busy and and your priorities are elsewhere. Do you have any type of? Is it just kind of random, or is it? Uh, Well, let me just back up people who don't know he has the podcast is called Hamdom thoughts, right? And so you can kind of tell people maybe where that's at and then maybe some of your philosophy.
1: Yep. Hamdom thoughts was uh, put together in 2020 during the lockdown. And I think it was also the time that the YouTubers bunch kind of got started and started meeting as a group and talking about, you know, different YouTube stuff that they could do and coordinating the playlists and all that. in fact charlie was my first guest that's right that's true and you did come back as well for yeah. a second interview yeah but um uh it started off i thought i would have a lot to talk about in ham radio and so i i just i had this uh kind of like podcasting recording mixer that was connected to my computer and i was like why don't i start a podcast and I thought I would have different topics and it originally started like that. I had one about digital sounds and I recorded all the different digital modes and people could, uh, kind of discern what they were based on listening to them. Um, and then I did one about number stations, I believe. And that was very early on, but then I settled upon just having interviews one-on-one with people, kind of like what we're doing now. Right. And, um, I found that that was very engaging. I learned a lot about everyone I had on the show. Um, we would go off on tangents that I never anticipated we would, uh, you know, even come up with, and so I, I just kept on doing that because one people really liked it and two, I, I found out that it, you know, it just kind of runs itself. I, I would try to set it to less than an hour, but we would always go over and, yes. you know, as long as twice as long as that. And uh, I found that um, it was really, it was really a fun time just getting to know all my, my friends, uh, people I knew online, but just getting to know a different side of their operations and their life. Um, And uh, from there, um, it just kind of took off. And, but nowadays it's, it's kind of like, I still have this list of people, you know, I need to reach out to this person and this person and and schedule a time, but I just haven't. And, um, <laughs> kind of like people me with are the project over here. Yeah. People are more like, Dennis, what are you doing? Come on,
0: <laughs> yeah. They, people really do like your podcast. I, and, and I enjoy it too. So I, I understand, you know, why they keep reaching out to you and stuff. So you're, it's just going to be when you get time, uh, there's no, no goals set at all on that. It's, it, it's just kind of whatever, huh?
1: Yeah. As of right now, um, I'm going to finish out the year then just try to get a little bit more, uh, organization around my, my big list that I was telling you about of all the different endeavors and try to right. really dedicate time to each of those, um, I think it was Steve jobs talked about saying no in order to get better at whatever you are working on. Uh, I got to figure out what that no list is and right. s- figure out what to say no to and what to actually devote energy to. And then, you know, just even having a day job, I mean, you got to acknowledge this, that after a week doing your day job, sometimes you have time to do something and you have this gigantic bucket list of something to do, but then you look at it and you're just like, I don't want, I just want to sit here and watch YouTube for eight hours. I don't want to work on something right now. And that's actually happened quite a bit in the past few months for me. I just be like, I just want to veg out. I don't want to go out. I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit here and do nothing. I want a nothing day. Yes. Or at least a nothing weekend. Right.
0: And, yes. Uh, I, I'm, I'm the same way. You'll, you can, you can ask around. I I'd like to just take an afternoon and not do anything. Just, you know, hang out with the family. And there is the whole family dynamic that we haven't even talked about. Right. It's the yes. the whole demands of the family, which are yeah. entirely separate from everything else. And, in my opinion, and probably most of people's opinion that should come before anything is, is the family. And that can yep. take a lot of time, especially depending on what you got going on. Sometimes there's, there's crisis in a family and, and it takes more energy than sometimes when everything's running smoothly. So, you know, there's ups and downs. Yeah, there's there.
1: that too is the, the whole aspect of unexpected things. Just, you know, kind of sweeping your legs out from under you. And, uh, and on top of that, family vacations and, and just, you know, wanting to spend quality time. Yep. And you know, it's, cool. it's just, uh, that's why I really greatly admire people who are just this keep sticking at it, keep producing because I'm like, you're lucky you found your, you found your focus and you, you're, you're going at it and that's great.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's see, we got, uh, Scout 75 says I've been going down the Laura Meshtastic what is it? how do you say that Meshtastic, mesh-tastic. Oh yeah there you go I think he misspelled uh, it
1: it's Meshtastic yeah Yeah
0: Meshtastic Meshtastic uh rabbit hole over the last few months starting to grow a mesh network in my neighborhood with others now, That's an interesting uh uh endeavor I've kind of went down that rabbit hole and then I came back out of it and I don't and I've never been back since but uh, it's, that's fun. What do you think? I Dana? would love to
1: do something like that. That's a just another area. But, um, I would like to ask scout what, like, does he just talk to his neighbors about it or are they all nerds as well? I mean, how do you get your neighbor, your neighborhood to buy into something like this where you could actually form a mesh? Cause yeah, I have my Arden nodes and I just had like, you know, three nodes throughout my, my property basically. And that was it like there were hams all around me in my neighborhood, but just even getting through to them and, and trying to garner interest and, you know, and not really having, I didn't have much of a selling point. I'm like, well, it would be a network, but yeah. What, what is that? (laughs) Are you going to have like, you know, a webcam showing all the birds hitting my trees or what? You know, it's like, um, I had an environment sensor for a long time, so you, you could tell what the temperature and pressure and humidity was in, right in my backyard. But um, since then, I got one of those weather stations that reports it to weather underground, so it doesn't even matter. I don't need yeah. uh, an Arden version of that. Um, yep. But yeah, uh, I'm curious with Scout, You know, what is he going to use it for and how did he get his neighbors to buy into it? Yeah,
0: hopefully he'll post something in chat and we can get to that. Uh, also, El, El Juano, I think is how you pronounce this, is his name. I'll just go with L. He says he's looking uh, to the near, hopefully future, to do EME manned project. EME manned project. I'm not sure. What, what does that mean, you think, Dennis?
1: Well, it sounds to me like if it's Earth, Moon, Earth.
0: Manned project, though. But
1: manned, so when there's someone on the moon... I
0: don't know exactly
1: what he's there. That would be cool. To me, that
0: sounds like he's going to go to the moon and back.
1: Well, there's a lot of countries that are wanting to go back to the moon, right? I think China is one of them. Yes. And so maybe it's making contacts when they're on the moon. I see what you're saying. That would be yeah. cool. That would be uh, like ISS times 1 million right there.
0: Yep. That's what he says. Yup. So I guess that's, uh, I guess we got it right <laughs> or you did anyway. That would be cool. cool. Yeah. That sounds really interesting. Very ham adjacent. Okay. So we have five, six minutes left. And so I, with the remaining time, I wanted to, uh, close out the year, I guess. And and so you did mention that you, you have some plans to, gather your thoughts and to set some goals, so to speak, and to organize yourself. And this is the perfect time of year to do that because uh, we always do the New Year's resolutions coming up, right? So yeah. let's uh, maybe take the last little bit and talk a little bit about some of our goals and what, we have, uh, what we're have, what we thinking about. I haven't really thought too deeply about my uh, ham radio goals or just my goals in general. Other than one thing, I want to try is to to write more articles about my adventures rather than putting them on YouTube. I want to write uh, so so uh, uh, S W L Thomas Witherspoon. Uh, I think it's K. Uh, I always forget his call sign. This uh, Um He has a uh, uh, website where he put he posts all kinds of adventures. You know, he also has a YouTube channel, which is great, but. Uh, I think it's called, it's uh, www.swlinging. I think is what it's called, S-W-L-M. Yeah, that
1: sounds familiar.
0: And on there, he has, uh, oh, that's a different one, but he has stories, or I guess they're not stories, what would you call them, Dennis? They're trip logs with pictures of different mm-hmm. outings that people have done or different experiments. And so yeah, I'd like to write more articles for that website and uh, contribute to that a little bit more. I also would like to do that more for some of the clubs that are that I'm a part of. Uh, I'm not really. I have one club that I'm a physical member of, but most of what I do is is I uh, am a part of like the uh, the CW Ops Club and and the uh, QRP uh, International Club. Those I'd like to maybe write some articles for as well. So that's kind of one goal of many that I that I have been kind of mulling around in my mind. Uh, what about you, Dennis? Do you have anything that comes to mind?
1: Well the first thing off the top of my head is that ARDC thing I talked about I really want to um, get in there get involved and um, make that side of ham radio accessible to the public so I don't know if that what their timeline is for that but it does seem like it's a you know it, it once everything's well tested and put through its paces it's gonna really be a boon for mixing, the internet space with ham radio. And so I believe that that's going to take a, quite a bit of, you know, commitment, so I don't want to spread myself too thin, but that's one of the things that I definitely have committed to for 2024. Uh, it's funny cause I thought I had everything figured out when I put together Denko as a business, but I really didn't because I, <laughs> yeah. I, there's so many things that I learned this past year on how to do stuff. And, um, I feel like it's finally starting to settle down where I can actually get into a rhythm. So I'm hoping Denko continues to grow in 2024. Uh, I hope people, uh, enjoy the kits and want to want to make more. Um, I honestly hope because you see it nowadays, you see a bunch of people, they're just getting these really, really cheap, uh, lithium iron phosphate batteries. Like a lot of people are reviewing them now. I hope that the industry doesn't just, you know, suddenly turn super cheap where I don't even have to do this. <laughs> <'Cause> then <laughs> because then you have to find something else. I I love doing this, but you know, it could turn out that it, we just get saturated and it's not even worthwhile for me to 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 share these uh, these these smaller form factor high performance batteries anymore. So yep. Um, if that's the case, then I got to figure out what Denko is going to be all about something else, perhaps different kind of kit.
0: Yep. Well, I'm sure with the number of irons and you've got in the fire, you'll figure something out. Uh, Thank you to Patrick and also to Mark for reminding me it's K4SWL. (laughs) Thomas will kill me.
1: Ah, yes, qrpr.com. I know that.
0: Yes, qrpr.com is the is the is the uh, website. And uh, like I said, there's all kinds of great information there. Um, There was a couple more Ham adjacent comments. There's one here from Ham Radio Hobby. Poda and soda are ham adjacent depending on how you look That's at it. That's true. And this is true. My because...
1: my big admiration of soda and poda is that it, it touches on the whole my other interests, like outdoors and camping and being in, in the in nature. And uh, I used to rock climb in a different life, and I really feel like uh, you know, that aspect of like mountaineering plus radio is a perfect, um, merging of, of two great hobbies. Agreed. I agree.
0: And then back to scout 75's answer to your question. You can go ahead and read it if you want.
1: Oh, it doesn't require a license. Just download an app. Okay. So it's just kind of like getting everyone around you to, to, uh, check out this new way of talking to each other, basically. Via Mesh Tastic and Laura. Yeah, Laura stands for long range, basically, and it's like it really is long range. It's like miles of range for those little transmitters. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Cool.
0: All right. Well, I am going to give you the floor one last time to to just whatever else you want to talk about for the remaining minute or two, and and uh, close it out for us. And then I'll take a, a final minute, and and we'll be done. Dennis, I really appreciate you being here and it's been an enjoyable discussion.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, I really feel like this has been a, you know, just kind of a ramble for me, but, um, uh, I don't really have anything to point you to because I didn't produce any podcasts lately. I haven't made any YouTube videos, lately. (laughs) but, um, uh, the site for Denko is, is still up and running. Got a couple kits in stock right now and, um, I know it's christmas season there's a lot of people um you know saturating the ups network right now but (laughs) uh yeah feel free to check it out and uh hopefully i will get i mean this obviously will be uh published on hamdom thoughts but uh hopefully i can get more guests in 2024 and um yeah thank you um charlie for for just really uh continuing because I have watched how you continue with, uh, APDZ and, and just your videos and, um, every single one of your CW key reviews. I love all of those things. I, 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 I remember when this channel started out and and just seeing how much you've done. It's really great. So yeah, yeah, congrats on that and thanks for having me on again.
0: All right, Dennis, thank you so much. One last comment from Adam, uh, great friend of the channel and just personal friend of both of us says 86 DM rambles are good one of the best voices adjacent to ham radio (laughs) and we'll leave on that note I I really appreciate everybody coming don't forget we do this every other week so uh, January what is it let me look at my calendar here Uh, it'll be the next episode is going to be January 7th Uh, is that right yes January 7th is going to be Kurt Zogelman again he is uh, the Ham Ninja, uh, CW Ninja. He's the guy that does all the uh, recordings to help learn Morse code and does a lot of research on how people learn Morse code. So we'll have him back on next. And so I'm going to say 73 to everybody. Thanks again for Dennis and all you in the in the chat room who've contributed. We will see you in a few weeks. Uh, 73, bye.
1: 73.